Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode two, two, uno, dos, two. Episode two of The Pig Spoon. Again, The Pig Spoon, a short form podcast uh, where every episode is going to be under 10 minutes. And it's going to be a subject matter that I just feel like I got to get off my chest. Now, I know I told you guys last time I was going to talk about jobs and how nobody gives a shit about their jobs. Everywhere I go, it feels like nobody gives a shit about their jobs. I know comedians that I've seen working that it looks like they don't give a shit about their jobs, but I want to kick the can down the road on that only because I want to talk about diversity today. And I saw the umpteenth news article on diversity that made me question my own thoughts on diversity. So what happened? So the Emmys occurred uh, most recently, and I saw an article, I believe it was the LA Times, I'm not sure who specifically it was, but it said that there were not enough winners of diversity in Hollywood. Now, once again, I think when we talk, Hollywood has this notion that there's only one race that constitutes diversity, and that is black people, because they were showing pictures of just black people in it. There's no Latinos, no Asian Americans, no Pakistanis, no people of Middle Eastern, no, no nothing, okay? And Hollywood loves beating its chest and declaring we're all welcoming towards diversity. But Hollywood, I believe, has one notion of diversity, and that is black people. That's it. So Hollywood, I'm just telling you, there's a lot more to diversity than just black people. Understand that. Now look, is it great that more black people are getting work? Yes. But does every single commercial on television need to have a black individual in it or a mixed interracial couple where it's usually a black guy dating a white woman and on the off occasion it is a white man dating a black woman or married to her and I just know that sometimes these sponsors just show the white guy getting fisted over the washing machine while she's talking about how wonderful Tide is. I mean, it, we get it, guys. You're not racist, okay? Tide, Mazda, Capital One, you don't hate black people. We all get it, okay? But every time I watch TV, I watch it and just black, 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 black. Every commercial break, it's like, do I live in Zaire? Like, what is, are there other people in this country other than just black people that um, should be exemplifying diversity? That's my point, okay? It's nothing condemnation or anything. It's just, I just feel like, hey, you know, let's look at the other schematics here. There's other people here, okay? Now, Asians, we're down here. We're down here. White people, it's almost 70% of the population. I believe it's under, it's high 60s now. And Latinos, I believe, are 15 to 16% of the population. And they're the most underserved and underrepresented folks, I believe, in entertainment and pop culture. Then you have African-American, black people coming in anywhere from 12 to 13%, maybe 14 on the high end. And then, <laughs> I'll never forget this, I'll never forget this, on CNN, during the last presidential election, they were breaking down the uh, social identity, racial identity, right, uh, and, and who they were voting for. And I, uh, 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 it'll be right here, okay? Whites were like 60%, high 60s. It was uh, Latinos, again, at like 15 to 60% where they voting. Then it went black people, 12 to 13%. Then I'm waiting. Uh, where's Asians? Asians are, nope, keep waiting. Something else, something else was at 6%. What's something else? Who knows? Who knows? But Asians were 3 to 4% below something else. So what is something else? I have no clue what something else is. I guess it's just people that look khaki. <laughs> 
but but then Asians were below that. So the something else voting group is going to be very very powerful. Look for them uh, at, at the uh, at the caucuses in Iowa. I'm sure um, all the politicians are going to be uh, courting the something else vote as opposed to dusting the Asians. So so uh, you know. I, Latinos, I believe, are the most underserved in this country. And look at look at what the woke left has done. Okay, there was a, a film. That, okay, let's take Crazy Rich Asians. Right, Crazy Rich Asians comes out, and Hollywood loves giving itself a hand job. Oh my God, look what we did! We made a film with two Asians in it, and there's no kung fu, and they fell in love. Look at this, guys! Asians fall in love. Can you believe it? And so they make this film, they make a big fuss about it. Look what we did. Isn't this amazing? There's Asian people celebrating and experiencing life. And the last time we did that was 20 years ago for the Joy Luck Club. What about The Last Samurai? It doesn't count because The Last Samurai, according to Hollywood, was a white guy named Tom Cruise. The very last samurai, Tom Cruise. So... They put this movie out, Crazy Rich Asians, everybody applauds. Look what they did, everybody's inclusive, isn't this great? And you know where that movie bombed? You know where that movie absolutely got eviscerated? Asia! China! They thought, oh my god, this film's gonna crush it in China, and China's like, no, you know why? Because we make films with Asians all the time. So it bombed over there. So. The good news about Crazy Rich Asians is that people went out, they did support it. It was a great thing for the cause and for the community in terms of exposure and inclusiveness and expressing diversity, which is great, okay? That success led to many more opportunities, and I know a lot of folks in the Asian community in Hollywood and entertainment that sold things post that film coming out. Now, out comes a film called In the Heights, right? It's coming out. It was just coming out this summer, and I was thinking, this is going to be great. They're going to get behind this. They're going to push this. And one of the most underserved communities in Hollywood is going to get more and more opportunities post the success of this film. And then what happens? This film apparently did not cast the correct Latinos in the film. So much so, Lin-Manuel Miranda had to apologize because he didn't cast the right kinds of people in this film. Lin-Manuel Miranda, who... By all accounts, I think is one of the most inclusive talents that's come around in the last decade, and he's got to apologize. This guy's got to apologize. The the creator of Hamilton has got to apologize for being considered, I, I guess, racist. Are you kidding me? And what did they do? They made such an outcry about that film. That film tanked. It had stains on it, a scarlet letter. Nobody went to see it. Nobody watched it. And now, guess what? Because a few people had the case of the tummy bubbles. Now that film bombed and all those Latinos that deserve as much of an opportunity to tell their stories are shelved because Hollywood looks at it and goes, well, that didn't make money. So uh, we're going to move on and just make more Kevin Hart movies. So it's a bummer. It is what it is. It bothers me. And every now and then you see these things like Scarlett Johansson was going to play a trans in a film, right? And then the trans community comes out and goes, why did you do this? Why would you do this? Why can't we cast that film with an actual trans and then put the movie out? Well, I'll tell you why. Because no one's going to see that movie. If Scarlett Johansson's in it, there's metrics in Hollywood that are quantifiable to someone 
some financier, someone who's investing in the film that's going to get a return on their money. They know if X person is in this film, then um, they're so bankable, I'll be able to make some money back. And now that story that I'm sure was quite important is shelved, it's not getting made, and it'll probably never see the light of day. All because the optics weren't correct for a very small minority of whiny fucking bitches. The biggest proponents of diversity, think about Chelsea Handler, Jimmy Kimmel, Howard Stern, being inclusive. You know what I find fascinating about this? I find absolutely fascinating. These are people that are some of the worst offenders of saying things that are so incredibly offensive to a racial group or a, an identifiable group that 10, 15 years ago they got away with it and now they're grandstanding and declaring that they need to be completely open to all kinds of people, et cetera, et cetera, except for Republicans. And, and here they are beating their chests about this stuff and then you go back and you see these people in blackface saying some of the most horrific things I've ever heard in my life, even as a comic. You're like, what? I wouldn't say that. So keep it, you know, ender check. Let's just really think about the real notions of diversity. I think diversity at the end of the day, at the end of the day, truly what it spells out for most people that feel that they're from underserved communities is opportunity. It's not about shoehorning people in just to shoehorn people like, oh, we got a show and it's all these white people because a white person wrote it from their experience, but let's make the judge black. Let's make the lawyer black. Let's make the mechanic black. Let's do, you know, it, it's really just about opportunity to tell stories. And I hope that everybody has the opportunity to tell their stories. The problem is, is that you also want the ratings and you want the, mum the numbers. You want it to be profitable. So that being said, I think I got my my rocks off on this subject matter. This is episode two of The Pink Spoon. We'll come back. We'll do it again next week. Please rate, review, subscribe to the YouTube channel, especially if you're going to watch this. I really appreciate that. Thank you guys so much for everything. I'm going to be hitting the road very, very soon. I'm going to the La Jolla Comedy Store in La Jolla, California. I'll be going to the Brea Improv the uh, Irvine Improv, and many more dates. I should uh, write these things down. But go to my website, Steve Byrne Live. All my dates are up there. Thank you guys very much for making this episode two of The Pink Spoon live for you. Okay, then we did it.